Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We are the cleanup hitter. Matter of fact, you'll find that what I say here usually winds up tomorrow with the backbenchers, but that's okay. I want to thank all you folks for watching uh, the Fox News Channel Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I do that really mockingly because I remember... Years ago, when I would show on MSNBC, I'd show up there before it was a completely nut job operation. Um, the idiot, what's his name? Brian, uh, what is that broadcaster? The, the anchorman. Forget his name. Remember yet? What's his name? Not Ross, the guy on MSNBC. Remember he, they suspended him for six months because he lied about 14 different things? Brian Williams, that's it. He used to do... Hey, it's 6 p.m. on the East Coast. It's uh, it's 5 p.m. Central Time. And on the Pacific, it's 3. I said, what is this guy, an idiot? So I do that tongue-in-cheek. You know what time it is when it's 10 p.m. Eastern in your area? Anyway, for the third week in a row, I've only been on three weeks now. Sunday at 10 p.m., we were number one in the entire audience. Number one. And on Fox, we were number three, 2554 demo. Now I'm on at 10 p.m. And CNN ran a special on the Pope up against me. On the Pope. Now, that's tough to beat the Pope. But Benjamin Netanyahu beat the Pope. That's all I can say. Anyway, uh, we'll continue to do our best. And I have a, I'll talk to you tomorrow and the next day about what we'll be doing Sunday. But today is Tuesday. And Rex Tillerson was fired. By the way, have you heard that? Oh, yeah. One radio show after another, one TV show after another. Rex Tillerson was fired. And so I guess I should spend 14 hours on Rex Tillerson being fired. But here's what I'll say in my own defense. You go back and you listen to my show. I'm not urging you to do it. I'm just saying. You go back and listen to my show when this guy was nominated. You go back. And look at social media when this guy was nominated. I said, no, he's not good. He's establishment. He's part of the James Baker crowd. I don't have a problem with ExxonMobil, where he was chairman for many, many years. But he's not the kind of person that the president needs as secretary of state. Mr. Producer, did I take more crap on that or what? Day in and day out, Facebook, oh, Mark, what are you, never Trumper? Oh, Mark, well, what's wrong with you? Oh, Mark, well, what are you, an Israel firster? Oh, Mark, on and on and on and on. And most of the people attacking me, they didn't know Rex Tillerson from Rex Reed. Or Tyrannosaurus Rex. This isn't personal. I have nothing personal, no personal animus against the man. But I knew he wasn't up to this job. And he's not. And it is a very good thing that the president has recognized this and decided, you know, it's time to move on. The media, of course, it's oh, it's more evidence of, a, of an administration that's out of control, of an administration that's fumbling and bumbling. 
The media are sick. They're sick. They're pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. And the choice of Mike Pompeo, I mean, Mike Pompeo, a CIA director, has done an outstanding job. When you see him on TV, when he speaks, he's very, very solid. Very solid. Now, Rex Tillerson, it was actually the Washington Free Beacon and Adam Credo who broke this, not these other media outlets. He points out that the firing of Tillerson follows months of infighting between the State Department and the White House over Tillerson's efforts to save the Iran nuclear deal. Now, several months ago, I told you that Tillerson had hired, among others, a top advisor, a top uh, strategist of Bob Corker's of Tennessee, a guy who literally worked on the Iran deal with the Obama administration, a guy who literally worked on circumventing the treaty clause of the Constitution so they turned the vote on its head rather than needing a supermajority of United States senators present, two-thirds, to ratify a treaty. What happened? Under Corker, they turned it on, on its head. They turned it around so that the President of the United States could cut a deal with Iran, and unless the Senate could come up with a supermajority to override a veto, 60 votes, Obama would get what he wanted. So Corker and one of his brain children there who worked on it, that brain child wound up at the State Department under Tillerson. And there were other horrific appointments under Tillerson. And I told you about them at the time. So to me, it is evidence that we have a president of the United States who can look back and say, you know what, i got to change this. And i got to put somebody in there. I'm dealing with North Korea. I'm dealing on this Iran deal. I'm dealing with Russia. I'm dealing with all these, these autocracies, all these violent, nasty regimes. And I need somebody else as Secretary of State. And he picked his CIA director. What could be more perfect? Well... Oh. Let's take it the next step. You watch as the Democrats in the Senate try to kneecap Pompeo. You watch as the Democrats in the Senate try and delay it. Because they're not about the country. They're not about national security and defense, which they eviscerate every time they're in power. They're not about any of that. You watch as they try and... uh, slow this down as they have virtually every other appointment other than Rod Rosenstein, and we know why now. But then the president did something else today. He says, I'm going to name Gina Haspel, director of the CIA. Now, honestly, I never heard of her before. I've spent several hours researching her background now. She was the deputy director of the CIA under Pompeo, under under Trump. And she'd be the first woman heading the CIA. Now, honestly... I don't care what somebody's genitalia is, what they do with it, where it is, what it is, when it was. I don't care. But you know, if it were Barack Obama who was president of the United States and he appointed the first woman of the CIA, the media would be going bonkers. They love it. They go on and on and on. And she'd be absolutely politically bulletproof. Nobody dare say a word. Or you're against women. Or you're against women. And then they would turn it into an issue in the election. 
that the Republicans are against women because they oppose a woman nominated to the CIA. And here we go again. Whether it's African Americans or Hispanics or women, if they're conservative, even not that, if they're not left-wing kooks, they go after them. And when they go after them, so does John McCain. John McCain is very sick. I don't talk about him anymore because I don't, I don't feel it's the right thing to do, but he comes out. He speaks out against this woman. And the Associated Press, all these reasons why the liberals should oppose the women. The Boston Globe, all these reasons why the Senate should oppose this woman. And when we come back, I want to tell you what the reasons are. Because I think these are all the reasons why she should be supported. This woman, Gina Haspel, as it it turns out, is a great patriot. Is a great patriot. And when 9-11 struck, she jumped into action. And she ought to be celebrated. The eventual nomination by the President of the United States of Gina Haspel to be Deputy Director of the FBI ought to be celebrated. Which means she will continue to be smeared by CNN, MSNBC, the networks, and of course the lib media all around. I'll be right back. As written by the Boston Globe with assistance from the Associated Press. Here's what Martin Funicane has to say. Or Finicane. Ah, whatever. Gina Haspel was named by President Trump the head of the CIA. Moving into the post opened up by the departure of Mike Pompeo to be Secretary of State. A decorated career CIA officer who joined the agency in 1985. She has extensive overseas experience, according to the CIA website. She's also held leadership posts in Washington and was elevated to deputy director of the FBI in February. Trump on Tuesday called her an outstanding person. But her past bears a closer look. Now this is supposed to be a media outlet. Her past bears a closer look. Here's six things to know about Haspel. So now what will happen, you see, ladies and gentlemen, is the leftists dressed up as journalists, uh, they're the one with the pointy heads. They will use this against her, as will Democrats in Congress, as will John McCain, Lindsey Graham, and others. So her confirmation is not certain. What does the Boston Globe and the AP want us to know? Number one, Haspel ran a secret CIA prison in Thailand in 2002, where terrorist suspects were subjected to waterboarding. Now, ladies and gentlemen, waterboarding was permitted in the Bush administration after 9-11, which was 2001. She oversaw the brutal interrogation. Hear the media? The brutal interrogation. Why? Did they cut off ears or pull out teeth with the pliers? Or use a baseball bat in a way it shouldn't be used? No, no, no. They were waterboarded, you see. She oversaw the brutal interrogation of two detainees, Abu Yabadabadu and Abdel Yabadabadu. The New York Times reported, Yabba Dabba Do number one was subjected to waterboarding 83 times in a single month, 
Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. As well as confinement and coffin-like boxes and other abuse. Was he killed? No. Okay, he should count himself among the lucky. Interrogators later conceded he'd given them all the information that he had. Number two, Haspel also helped carry out a 2005 order that the agency destroy videos of the waterboarding. Back in Washington, his chief of staff to the director of operations for counterterrorism, Jose Rodriguez, she drafted a cable ordering the destruction of the tapes. ProPublica reported. Now, ProPublica is not pro-America. That much I know. It's another left-wing goon site. But then again, so is the Boston Globe. Rodriguez said in his memoir, Hard Measures, that he approved sending the cable to get rid of some ugly visuals that would put his people's lives at risk. A lengthy Justice Department investigation of tape destruction ended without charges. Doesn't matter. This poor lady's going to go through the meat grinder. Even though she's the first woman ever nominated to run the CIA. Even though if she were, <coughs> excuse me, a liberal, appointed by a liberal president, they'd be celebrating in the streets. Let's continue. Why else are we supposed to hate her for helping to protect us? Her involvement with waterboarding, number three, has caused her trouble in the past. When the CIA wanted to name her to run clandestine operations in 2013, Senator Dianne Frankenfeinstein of California, soon to be ex-senator, by the way, then the senior Democrat on the Senate Intelligence Committee. Let's stop right there. No liberal should be on the Senator House Intelligence Committee. You know why, Mr. Producer? Because they don't have intelligence. That is, low IQ. So, when you say, uh, like, Adam Shifty Shiftless is on the Intelligence Committee, he should be on the Dummy Committee. But let's continue. She blocked, Feinstein did, the promotion because of her role in the enhanced interrogation press. You know, this is sickening to me. We have these American heroes who are at the CIA. And they are asked, if not directed, to get information. We just came under attack. We lost 3,000 American citizens. You know what happened. And then we look back, 17 years later, and we're to punish the very people who helped protect us? It really is appalling to me. Let's go on, because there's more reasons we're supposed to hate Gina Haspel, and every reason they give makes me like her even more. Number four, her appointment by Trump to deputy director in February of this year also drew flack from the American Civil Liberties Union, a.k.a. the American Criminal Liberties Union. So now we have ProPublica, a.k.a. ProPubica, a left-wing kook broadcasting outfit that trashed her. Now we have the ACLU that trashed her. And, of course, it winds up in the Boston Globe and AP. Senators Ron Wyden, now there's a nut job, I'll tell you that. And Martin Heinrich. Oh, Heinrich. Martin Heinrich. Enough said. Democrats from Oregon and New Mexico respectively wrote President Trump saying, uh, her background makes her unsuitable for the position. And on Tuesday, human rights firsts Raha Walla. Say what? Here I'm reading a news article and I can't pronounce half the names. 
No offense. Whatever happened to Johnson and Smith, Mr. I, I don't know. But let's continue. Uh, Raha Walla of Human Rights First, of course, an authority on all human rights, even though we don't know who she is or he is. No one who had a hand in torturing individuals deserves to ever hold public office again, let alone lead an agency. Really? So virtually every general during World War II, every admiral during World War II who fought the Japanese should never have held a public position. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who did more than torture, with the internment of Japanese Americans and Americans of Japanese descent, and who ordered the execution of German spies who came up on our shores in New York and so forth. He shouldn't have held public office either. What a joke. And then there's a number five and a number six, and I don't even care. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to get behind this lady because she's a patriot. Because she's a patriot. And I never heard of her before. Gina Haspel. But I'm very, very impressed. And I watch how these really tough men gang up on her. And all these phony civil rights groups gang up on her. And all these knucklehead Republicans gang up on her. She's to be punished, you see, because she helped protect America against the onslaught from the jihadis. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now, 877-381-3811. Headline, Washington Examiner. John McCain slams Trump's nominee for CIA director for participating in, quote, one of the darkest chapters in American history. He is dead wrong. This is not one of the darkest chapters in American history. It's one of the greatest chapters in American history. When our government moved effectively and quickly to defend the people of the United States, to find out if there were going to be any more attacks on the United States. Now they're going to trash this patriot who did her job and did it wonderfully? They're going to deny her a CIA directorship? Absolutely incredible to me, and I want to salute the president for nominating her, and let me give advice to the administration. If she's blocked somehow, he should recess appoint her to the head of the CIA. Recess appoint her, which lasts through the existing Congress, and then recess appoint her again. This Congress is one of the worst Congresses in American history. Republicans and Democrats alike. They will not secure the border. They will not repeal Obamacare. The long list of will not this and will not that seems infinite to me. Infinite to me. They point to three or four things they did and we're supposed to celebrate them and hold a ticker tape parade. Now, Tillerson's fired. Here's what Trump had to say outside the White House as he's getting into his helicopter. So keep in mind it's going to be a little hard to hear. Cut five, go. 
I've worked with Mike Pompeo now for quite some time. Tremendous energy, tremendous intellect. We're always on the same wavelength. Uh, the relationship has been very good, and uh, that's what I need as Secretary of State. I wish Rex Tillerson well. Gina, by the way, who I know very well, who I've worked very closely, will be the first woman director of the CIA. She's an outstanding person who also I have gotten to know very well. So I've gotten to know a lot of people very well over the last year. And I'm really at a point where we're getting very close to having the cabinet and other things that I want. But All right, that's enough. I would say this to you, Mr. President. As I tried to advise you not to go with Tillerson, I want to advise you on another front. Your National Security Council. I would strongly discourage you from listening to Condoleezza Rice or the Bush 43 people. If you do, in fact, replace H.R. McMaster, and these are the rumors that are flying around. I don't have any inside information. I would strongly discourage you from picking somebody that Condi Rice promotes or that whole Bush crowd, the James Baker crowd. They're the ones who encourage you to pick Tillerson. They're the ones who encourage you to pick Tillerson. Now they're encouraging you to pick somebody who used to work with and for Condi Rice. And I know everybody loves Condi Rice. She's a very nice lady from what I can see on TV. She says some very, very good things. But she's not a conservative. She used to link up with Colin Powell against Dick Cheney. And Colin Powell, well, he turned out to be a real knucklehead, didn't he? So, Mr. President, surrogates listening to me from the White House who advised the White House, I advise the White House behind this microphone. I don't advise in any other way. Do not pick anybody proposed by Condi Rice. As a matter of fact, let me go on record again. Mr. President, you've got the captain of the A-team sitting on the sidelines. The captain of the A-team sitting on the sidelines. Should you replace H.R. McMaster? And as you just said, you're getting to the point where you really have the people you want around you. Pick John Bolton. John Bolton as your director of the National Security Council. And you will see, of course, you'll get the same resistance you got when you decided to, to acknowledge Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and move the embassy to Jerusalem. The same resistance you got when you decided to take military steps and economic steps to really squeeze North Korea. The same resistance you got when you shot 59 missiles at that Syrian airport after they were busy gassing their babies and their women. In other words, the same people who have resisted you from within the Republican Party including never-Trumpers, they will discourage you from picking John Bolton. They will encourage you to pick somebody who Condoleezza Rice or that crowd from the old Bush team recommends. Don't do it. Don't do it.
Pompeo as Secretary of State? Your new CIA director, Haspel? And Bolton, head of the National Security Council? That is a trifecta. An absolute trifecta, as far as I'm concerned. Now listen to what the president also said. This is important. Cut six, go. Rex and I have been talking about this for a long time. Uh, we, we got along actually quite well, but we disagreed on things. When you look at uh, the Iran deal, I think it's terrible. I guess he put, it was okay. I wanted to either break it or do something, and he felt a little bit differently. So we were not really thinking the same. With Mike, Mike Pompeo, we have a, a very similar thought process. And the uh, Washington Free Beacon, and really a great reporter, Adam Credo, he tells us exactly what took place here. Exactly. In the weeks leading up to Tillerson's departure, he'd been spearheading efforts to convince European allies to agree to a range of fixes to the nuclear deal, that would address Iran's ongoing ballistic missile program and continued nuclear research. While Trump had prescribed a range of fixes that he viewed as tightening the deal's flaws, Tillerson recently caved to European pressure to walk back these demands and appease Tehran while preserving the deal, according to these sources. The Free Beacon first disclosed this tension last week in a wide-ranging report. And it goes on that Tillerson was warned to back off, but he wouldn't. So the reason Trump fired him, quite frankly, is he went rogue and he undermined his boss, the president of the United States. That's what happened. And Donald Trump is being very generous to him in the comments he's making about him. The Iran deal is no damn good. It endangers your family, your children, and your grandchildren. To imagine, as Netanyahu said, and as the president has said, the Iranians with ICBMs, intercontinental ballistic missiles, which are intended to hit America, that that regime would have the ability to put nuclear warheads on those missiles and aim them at our cities, cannot be accepted. We already have one regime like that. So Tillerson was fired. He was fired, not because there's confusion in the Trump administration, because he was undermining the president's position. And if anything, this shows the president of the United States is prepared to take action. He's prepared to do what he has to do to advance his principles and his beliefs. Now, in some respects, I disagree with him on tariffs and so forth. But you've got to give the man credit. He is trying to implement his policies. And I can't think of a more dangerous area than dealing with Iran. And you cannot have a Secretary of State who's in the cabinet, who reports to the President of the United States, going off on his own, working behind the President's back, with the Europeans, with the doves in the Democrat Party, with the doves in the Republican Party, when the President's trying to reign in Iran and trying to deal with this disastrous Iran deal, this unconstitutional Iran deal that Obama imposed on the American people without going through the treaty process. And of course, 
the crappy nut job media in this country run to the defense of Tillerson and trash the president of the United States. Let me ask you something. In firing Tillerson, in promoting Pompeo, and putting this Haspel, or at least intending to nominate her for the CIA, does this sound like a man who's deranged? Does this sound like a madman? Does this sound like a man who needs to be removed under the 25th Amendment? No. Sounds like a man who's fully in charge. Doesn't it? You see, where I take exception for those who are obsessed with hating Trump is their character assassination efforts. And that's what they are. And where I take exception with pseudo-conservatives, people who used to be conservatives, is that they sell out themselves and their principles and undermine their own integrity and character by agreeing with Trump when Trump is doing things that are liberal. You don't have to do any of these things, folks. You stick by your principles, and you can still support the President of the United States as the President, and yet challenge him on certain of his positions. My goal and your goal is not to sabotage him. Hardly. I don't think there's a stronger defender for the President of the United States against what the Democrats and the media and the prosecutor are trying to do to him than I. I don't think there's a stronger one. But the fact of the matter is, in this case, he was right on. The Secretary of State that he chose was a mistake from day one. It came out of that Condi Rice crowd. And now he's fixed it. And should H.R. McMaster step down? Or be pushed out, or whatever the case may be. I just hope he doesn't go to that same well to pick another person he'll be disappointed with when he's got the captain of the A-team sitting right on the bench. He's got Mr. Wentz right there in the name of Mr. Bolton. I'll be right back. in. Send it to me, Mr. Producer. I can't find it, I'm afraid. All right, let's take a call here. Jim Irvington, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. It's very nice to talk to you, Mark. I just got to say these couple things, and then I'll shut up. First of all, John Bolton has dual citizenship to Israeli, Israel. Hey, 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 I, dummy. I, he does not have dual citizenship with Israel. He's got dual citizenship. Hey, pay Israel. attention to me, you moron. He does not have dual citizenship with Israel. Go back to the rock under from which you crawled, you moron. Oh. Believe this? Get off the phone, you idiot. He doesn't have dual citizenship with Israel. Sick. Well, we started off with a good one there. Jason, Springfield, Illinois, the great WTAX. Go. Mark Levin, the great one. How you doing? I'm fine. Go right ahead, sir. My biggest question is, uh, we're, we're, every time we get rid of somebody from the White House cabinet, we always select somebody else like he's done these selections from the CIA. In my What? All right. Why the hell am I going to the calls anyway? Why am I going to the calls anyway? All right, let's see here. Um, hold on a second. I got something here. Here we go. 
You know, I did the math and bought my family $500 worth of organic groceries in one month. Paid only $200 for them. Now, how did I do that? My secret weapon, thrivemarket.com. The largest online store in the country selling exclusively non-GMO organic groceries at guaranteed savings up to 50% off retail prices. Instead of paying $16 for your favorite almond butter at the store, pay only $11 on Thrive Market. Instead of $25 for extra virgin olive oil, pay only $15 on Thrive Market. Thrive Market has all the organic brands you love and many you can't find in stores, plus non-toxic home goods, cleaning supplies, and all natural bath and beauty products. An order shipped within two days and delivered to your door. Get started today and receive 25% off your first purchase at thrivemarket.com slash mark. That's thrivemarket.com slash mark. I want to strongly encourage you to try it. Prices are already low, and now there's an extra 25% off your first order at thrivemarket.com slash mark. By the way, I'm not going to play audio after audio after audio of Hillary Clinton. I'll let the backbenchers do that, and they probably have. Now, that's waterboarding. But Hillary Clinton, to use the language of the left, I would argue, is mentally deranged. Oh, you can't say that, Mark. Why? They say it about Trump, and I believe she really is mentally deranged. I believe that we need to call in that Yale psychologist, that professor, who went around to the Democrats and all the media... I was analyzing Donald Trump. Somebody needs to wake her up and drag her back into Washington, D.C., where she can be at CNN and MSNBC and the Democrat caucus. I'm as qualified as she is to draw the conclusion that Hillary Clinton is mentally deranged. You see, all you white women out there, that's what she calls you, all you white women out here, out there, you know, like her, a white woman, you decided to vote against Hillary Clinton because your husbands and your boyfriends and other males in your family persuaded you to do so after James Comey, you know, did that weekend thing about emails. Did you know that? So in other words, according to Hillary Clinton, you white women out there are so stupid, you can't think for yourselves. You're just dumb, and you didn't vote for her. I think she's mentally deranged. Let's see if they cover that on MSLSD on the Morning Schmo Show with Mika Brzezinski. Mentally deranged. Unfortunately, we can't apply the 25th Amendment to her. And by the way, she won't go away. She's an angry white woman. That's what she is. Mark, you can't talk about her that way. No, no, I can't talk about her that way. But they can go after this wonderful woman who's actually done something for her country, under like Hillary Clinton, who takes from her country this Gina Haspel. Who's done more for our country, Gina Haspel or Hillary Clinton? Well, Gina Haspel. Hillary Clinton is vile, absolutely vile. And in this last election, she met somebody who wasn't going to put up with her crap or her husband's crap which is why they push this whole collusion crap with Russia stuff. Yes, exactly. All right, let's see if we can find, let's see if we can redeem ourselves with another caller. Paul, 
Milford, Delaware, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hey, what a pleasure. What, what an absolute pleasure. You made my day today just listening to you. Thank you, sir. The A-team, which I was very impressed with your interpretation of the A-team. He's mm-hmm. my man, John Bolton, and I think Bolton is just waiting in the wings. I'm sure you're aware of the fact that he had a special meeting with the president just last week. I read that. And I think yeah, that I hope it went well. Shake a pat on the back and a look in the eye, and I think he was told, not too long, just stand by a little bit longer. I hope so. Stay away from that Bush team. That's what I would say. You don't need Condoleezza's advice, Condoleezza Rice. Condi gave the advice for Tillerson, which was a huge mistake. Thank you, Paul. We'll be back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You know, the Daily Caller has a breaking story about a new book that's out there. Apparently, it's quite the compelling book, I'm shocked to say, uh, by, uh, by a couple of leftists. Uh, we've cited from it before on Susan Rice, a recall, uh, where Susan Rice told the, the cyber security team at the White House to stand down and not stop the Russians or take on the Russians as they were interfering in our campaign. And I noticed how little media attention that has received. And I also noticed that since the president has said he's going to nominate uh, for, the, uh, for the CIA, Gina Haspel, that one media outlet after another, all of them, are trashing her over waterboarding. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if we don't stand up for our patriots whether they wear a uniform or working behind the scenes. Then we deserve what we get the next time we're attacked, and there will be a next time, because we can't hang them out there to dry and let them be attacked like this. I don't even know this woman. It doesn't matter. She stepped up. She put her life on the line. She wanted to get information after 9-11 about what the Islamo-Nazis were going to do to us. 
She followed protocol at the CIA and authorized by the Department of Justice. Even this crazy left-wing nutjob Brennan, who was the CIA director under Obama, even he's endorsed her. Don't scratch your head about it. She's a civil servant. Anyway, back to the Daily Caller. Here's the story. Obama campaign hired Fusion GPS to investigate Romney. The Barack Obama presidential campaign hired Fusion GPS in 2012 to dig up dirt on Republican presidential candidate Mitt Romney, according to a book released today. The Obama campaign hid its payments to Fusion GPS through its law firm, Perkins Coie. It's the same law firm, probably the same lawyer, that Hillary Clinton used to pay off the Russians to get Trump. And they say the arrangement is similar to the one the Clinton campaign and DNC used to pay Fusion for its investigation of then-candidate Donald Trump in 2016. According to this book, Russian Roulette, the inside story of Putin's war on America and Donald Trump's election. In 2012, Fusion GPS was hired to do opposition research on Mitt Romney for Barack Obama's re-election campaign. The book is written by liberal Michael Isakoff and leftist David Korn, my, my descriptions, two veteran reporters who met during the 2016 campaign with Steele and Fusion GPS founder Glenn Simpson. As had become standard practice in the shadowy world of oppo research, the Obama campaign's payments to Fusion GPS were never publicly disclosed. The money paid to the investigative firm was reported on campaign disclosure reports as legal bills to the campaign's law firm, Perkins Coy. See, folks, all roads lead to Obama. I've said it from day one, and I keep saying it. All roads lead to Obama. He's above the fray. You know, he's cool. He's busy saving the world by instituting the leftist agenda. But all roads lead through Obama. The truth is, the most corrupt regime when it comes to our civil liberties in modern American history. Period. Nope. Exclamation mark. They go on. The Obama for America committee paid Perkins Coy, this law firm, around $3 million during the 2012 election cycle, according to filings with the Federal Election Commission. A vast majority of the payments were earmarked for, quote, legal services. It's not clear how the law firm paid Fusion GPS for its research on Romney, a former Massachusetts governor. The law firm received more than $12 million from the Clinton campaign and DNC during the 2016 election cycle. Fusion GPS was paid just over $1 million for its research on Trump. The Oppo firm paid Steele just under $178,000 for his work on the dossier. How do you like that? Anybody care? No, nobody cares. In fact, at the 7 p.m. break, what, 12, 13 minutes ago, Eastern Time, as I was listening, we have network media on radio and TV. And what do they do? The Republican House members who serve on the Intelligence Committee, that is the Intelligence Committee in the House, released a report. And all the media do is trash them Trash the report, and we have to hear quotes from Adam Schiff. When the Republicans are in the minority in Congress, 
Do the reporters run to the Republicans for comments about what the Democrat majority has done on any committee? Do the reporters run to the Republicans for anything when the Democrats control Congress? Of course not. Of course not. And then we have this from Sarah Carter, an intrepid reporter, a real reporter, who appears, I think, mostly on uh, Fox, on Hannity's show. According to the House Intelligence Committee report, James Clapper, the former director of national intelligence, the umbrella organization that he headed, leaked, leaked that Donald Trump had been briefed by senior officials on the contents of the dossier. Remember that in January of, what is it now, 2017? And in effect, the briefing, quote, gave the dossier legs and news agencies began to publish its contents because it had now become official news. So now, as a matter of fact, according to this report, James Clapper, in charge of overseeing all the intelligence operations of the federal government, leaked and is a leaker. James Comey, who headed the FBI, leaked and was a leaker. His deputy, McCabe, leaked and was a leaker. The head of counterintelligence, according to his own text and the text of his girlfriend, leaker. His girlfriend, Paige, leaker. So you have these individuals within the federal government working with the media and the Democrats. Adam Schiff, leaker. And they're supposed to be in positions where you're dealing with classified information or confidential investigative information. And they leak and they leak and they leak. They unmask, they unmask, and they unmask. They lie to the FISA court, not all of them, you know. They all have their different roles. So Sarah Carter reports, having looked at this book as well, that it is Clapper who pushed the dossier into official Washington and into official media by leaking the fact that Trump was briefed by Comey. And Trump was briefed with a summary by Comey. Comey did not show Trump the dossier. You see how sleazy this whole damn thing is? I'll be right back. Mark in. to uh, Republicans saying, hey, look, there's no Russian collusion. How much longer does this have to go on? You know, we're not here to serve the interests of the Democrat Party and their election outcomes. And yet, if you look at the instrumentalities of the federal government, virtually everything the federal government does at the behest of the Democrats is about empowering the Democrats. Right? Our immigration policies are not about protecting and securing America or our economy. They're about advancing the cause of the Democrat Party, increasing their votes. The economic decisions by the Democrats, they're not about growing the economy, creating more wealth and opportunity. They're about creating more Democrats through government handouts. Our national security, 
the Democrats treat national security and our defense budget as an area of spending where they can take money to pay for and subsidize the redistribution of wealth. They've done the same with the Social Security trust funds, which don't exist anymore, and same with Medicare. They take all that money, spend it today in order to build up the power of the Democrat Party. And look at the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party has been taken over by the most radical elements because the Democrat Party is now a full-blown, radical, progressive, ideological entity. That's what it is. They can't even tolerate somebody like Dianne Feinstein, who they define as a moderate. Dianne Feinstein's no moderate. She's a leftist. She's one of the worst violators of the Second Amendment and the First Amendment. She's a leftist. At times she may sound rational, but those are exceptions to the rule. So here the Republicans say there is no collusion. And there simply isn't any. But the Democrats want to keep investigating. Here's Chuck Schumer on the floor of the Senate today. Cut 10, go. The House Republican majority has never taken this investigation seriously. From the very beginning, they have sought to distract and kick up dust. They have shown time and time again that they are willing to put party before country. Something like ah, that. You see, you see, ladies and gentlemen, I got there first with Schumer and his party. Now, what's interesting about this, you're not going to hear a single fact from Schumer. Not a single fact. Nothing. Just attack, attack, attack. Go ahead. Others warned against. They're willing to twist facts and ignore evidence about a foreign power attacking our democracy because it might cause political damage to the president. Now, this is remarkable. He's saying this knowing full well that there's now a book out by two of his friends, one a radical, one a leftist. Well, one of the same, I suppose. There's a book out saying that it was Susan Rice who gave orders as head of the NSC, the National Security Council, to the cyber security team to stand down and not confront or engage the Russians who were interfering with our campaign. And they were stunned and disgusted. So... It is about time that Mitch McConnell, John Cornyn, the goofy one from Missouri, Lamar Allen, it's about time these guys went to the Senate floor, found a microphone, and stated the facts. And the facts are these. Susan Rice blocked the Obama administration, and Obama himself blocked efforts to take on the Russians and to protect our election. Not Trump, not the Republicans in the House, the Democrats in the executive branch. Go ahead. It's a shocking, shameful abdication of duty. Chairman Nunes, you and your committee, in my judgment, have made a shocking and shameful... Ah, shut up, you snake oil salesman. You are disgusting. You're loathsome. Outside of the East Coast... In Hollywood, you're despised. And that's the truth. Listen to this fool. This propaganda Schumer. Now then we have Adam Shifty Shiftless. Adam Shifty Shiftless on MSLSD last night. Cut 11, go. 
They were not willing to subpoena the records that would prove or disprove what witnesses were saying. When witnesses like Steve Bannon would stonewall us, they would beat their chest. Uh, uh, let me help you, dummy. Steve Bannon doesn't know anything about Russian collusion. No, I haven't talked to Steve Bannon. But they hold him out there like the boogeyman. It's unbelievable. Now, keep in mind, Schumer's not interested in Fusion GPS. He's not interested in Christopher Steele. He's not interested in the dossier. He's not interested in what's happened to the FISA court. He's not interested in the warrant. None of it. He's not interested in Susan Rice telling her, her inferiors to stand down. Not interested in any of it. He's not interested in getting to the bottom of Uranium One, where 20% of America's uranium is now in the control of Vladimir Putin. There's collusion, collusion everywhere, right in front of their faces. The Democrat Party's president tells them to stand down in the middle of a cyber attack by Putin on our election. The Democrat Party and the Hillary Clinton campaign launder money through a law firm to pay an ex-British spy to pay Soviet apparatchiks, Putin's apparatchiks, to give lies about Trump, which then find their way in a FISA application, and they secure a warrant lying to a federal judge. We don't need lectures from Chuck Schumer and Schiff on who's standing up for American and who's standing up for their politics. These are loathsome, low people. And then there's Joaquin Castro of Texas. Cut 12, go. Do you agree, uh, Congressman Castro, with the House Republicans that there was no evidence of collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia? I strongly disagree. And you know, Anderson, this is a real betrayal of the American people. So the Republicans are betraying America. The Republicans are putting party first. The Republicans are doing a great disservice to the American people. And a real tough question by Anderson Cooper there, isn't it? Go ahead. Head of the public trust for Republicans to close the investigation this way. Have you seen any evidence to suggest there was collusion? Absolutely. Uh, let me just start with one fact. Uh, Roger Stone, knowing ahead of time that WikiLeaks would dump emails. Whoa, 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 whoa. Roger Stone? Roger Stone is now the evidence of collusion with the Russians? What happened to Papadopoulos, or whatever the hell his name is? I thought that was collusion with the Russians. What happened to Lieutenant General Flynn? I thought that was collusion with the Russians. What happened to Jeff Sessions? He had to recuse himself. I thought that was collusion with the Russians. What happened to Jared Kushner? I thought he was colluding with the Russians. Ivanka Trump, I thought she was colluding with the Russians. Donald Trump Jr., I thought he was colluding with the Russians. Turns out none of them were colluding with the Russians. So now we go to Roger Stone. After all this time, 14 months, millions of dollars, this, this guy comes up with Roger Stone? Go ahead. Hillary Clinton. That's one example. There, the meetings that were attempted, the email communications with groups... All right, shut up, you rambling buffoon. He said, where's the evidence? All you're telling us, email communications, evidence! Where's the evidence of collusion? We have it with the, Hil the uh, Hillary campaign. We have it with the DNC. We have it with their favorite law firm. We have it with Fusion GPS. We have it with Uranium One. 
We have it with Susan Rice. Where's your evidence? They have no evidence. They have no evidence. Now on to destroying this wonderful woman who the president wants to be CIA director. Now on to the next target of the slash and burn leftists who call themselves Democrats in Washington, D.C. I'll be right back. That Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. You know, it is amazing to me that we find on television uh, what is called the first openly undocumented attorney. In other words, an illegal alien who's an attorney in New York. Roams the streets freely has a law license, goes into our courtrooms. This is a nation that is defiling itself. Not that there's anything personally wrong with this gentleman. I'm talking about this is a nation defiling itself, degrading itself. And this is what the Democrat Party and the progressives and many Republicans and the media and Hollywood, the tenured professors and teachers are doing to our country. They're degrading it. We don't call these sanctuary cities lawless cities. We call them sanctuary cities because it sounds so nice and soft and, you know, church-like sanctuaries for illegal aliens going into churches and synagogues. These are cities. They're giving sanctuary not just to people who are here illegally, but people who are also criminals who are here illegally. And then, as the Oakland mayor did, gives them a heads up when law enforcement is trying to protect us. So when you have a guy who's on TV, who's proud of being the first undocumented, quote-unquote, New York attorney, and uh, has no fear whatsoever of any punishment of any kind, it's just, uh, it's incredible. I mean, even over the last 10 years, how it's changed so fundamentally when it comes to things like immigration and the rule of law. Now... Should you, the American citizen, violate an environmental protection law, an election law, a tax law, some regulation that you're not familiar with? Oh, they'll throw the book at you. They'll throw the book at you. And if it's bad enough, they'll put you in prison. And they're not going to be talking about your poor kids and grandkids being without their father or mother. By the way, by the way, this reminds me. I read a piece today about a federal judge in Alexandria, Virginia, by the name of Thomas Ellis III. I'm familiar with this man, not personally. He's a federal judge, and he's been on this bench for a very, very long time, haven't you, sir? Yes, you have. And I don't consider you particularly good at what you do either. And he says today, and I paraphrase because I don't have his uh, magnificent quote in front of me. He says today, uh, in the case of Paul Manafort, that he has to limit his movements because he's a very wealthy man still, although I question that. And listen to this. He could spend the rest of his life in prison. The judge says this. He could wind up spending the rest of his life in prison. In other words, 
Mueller and his Democrat prosecutors have thrown so many charges against Manafort relating to tax fraud and financial frauds and other stuff that Manafort, who's 68 years old, could spend the rest of his life in prison. And the judge says this out loud as a basis for restricting his ability to travel. Not even overseas, but within the United States. So he's basically required to stay in his condominium and not go too far beyond that. You believe this? Judge Thomas Ellis the third? Is there not a judge in America? A judge in America who's concerned about this Mueller and his power and the fact that he's so thoroughly unmoored from our constitutional system? They're about to try and block this woman who Trump wants as the CIA director because she followed the rules of the CIA, followed the rules of the Bush administration, followed the rules of the Justice Department to protect us. And so she oversaw waterboarding. They're going to punish her. They're going to punish her. They're going to make her life hell. They already are. You see the media trashing her all over the place? They're going to punish her. And yet, the barbarians who were waterboarded were behind, among other things, the attack on the USS Cole that killed American sailors. And they, and the scum that they run with, attacked us on 9-11. And they have attacked us repeatedly. And yet, we condemn her. And yet, it's Manafort who can wind up the rest of his life in prison. Manafort. And the same people who defend these barbarians, these subhumans, these terrorists, they cheer. They have a drink or two toasting each other on what's happening to Trump's former campaign manager. As the great Bob Grant used to say, and I give him all the credit in the world, it's sick and getting sicker out there. And he's damn right, and he always was, when he applied that phrase. It's sick and getting sicker out there. You know, folks, I want to tell you about filter by. Now your eyes are about to glaze over it. Don't. I really want you to listen to this. When is the last time you checked your HVAC filter? I know, like I said, exciting stuff. But not properly maintaining your system can cause illness allergies, unnecessary wear and tear on your HVAC system, leading to costly repairs, even worse, the premature replacement of the entire system. Matter of fact, I'll give you a challenge. Go pull out one of your filters now and look at how filthy it is. And that filth, that bacteria, all that stuff that clogs it up is pushed out into the air in your enclosed house, particularly during the winter when your windows are shut and your doors are shut. And you and your family are inhaling this stuff. That's the first problem. The second problem is it ruins your HVAC system. It can't work as it's manufactured to work. And so rather than the air processing through the filters, the clean filters the way it's supposed to, 
the air doesn't process through properly. And over time, it has an effect on your HVAC system. Have you ever replaced an HVAC system? It costs a fortune. Well, that's why I'm talking to you about filter buying. Not properly maintaining your system is a, is a big problem for your health, the health of your family, and the potential cost of a new HVAC system. So resolve to breathe better with FilterBuy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped for free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America. FilterBuy offers a multitude of MERV options, all the way up to hospital grade, so you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-aggravating pollution while maximizing the efficiency of your system. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up an auto-delivery, so you never need to think about getting air filters again, going to some warehouse store, waiting in line, looking at everything. They'll know what you want, and it comes automatically, and it reminds you to go ahead and change it. And they're very easy to change, as you know. So save money, save time, breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Well, do you use it, Mark? You bet I do. I didn't even know they existed until they contacted us. And as you know, I vet all of our advertisers. We, we talk not only once, but we talk multiple times, and we talk during the course of the year. I didn't even know they were out there. So, yes. I have the automatic delivery, so I don't have to think about it. And it comes, I, I slide them right in, take the old ones out. I strongly recommend you do that too. Filterbybui.com. It's that simple. All righty. Rudy, Yonkers, New York, the great WABC, former counterintelligence. Go right ahead, sir. Yeah, Mark, uh, you and I spoke about two years ago. Uh, and at the time, I didn't mention to you that I was a retired lieutenant commander and a counterintelligence analyst with the Naval Investigative Service. God bless uh, you, baby. Well, uh, you know, it took uh, uh, 40 years of watching to get where we are today because uh, I knew from the inside uh, back in the 60s how the communist socialists... Go ahead, keep going. Uh, and uh, at the time, uh, all the intelligence agencies were... All right, were, tell the guy around you to be quiet or walk away from him because it's distracting. All right, so you're going to have to call back when you're not in the middle of a crowd or something. It's I can't even... I'm having difficulty following what you're saying. and You sound like somebody we would want to hear from, but we can't hear from you when somebody's yakking in your ear there. David, Racine, Wisconsin, the great WLS... Go. Mark, I hope I don't sound too much like an equine posterior. But, I don't uh, think you uh, will. Having a little problem with, uh, well, I'm glad uh, Trump got rid of uh, uh, Rex Tillerson. He, uh, I guess I had a little trouble when he started uh, supporting uh, man-made climate change, believer, and the fact yeah, that right. he was uh, seemed to go native oftentimes. So I agree. Just, uh, uh, maybe the fact that... Uh, it's a good day uh, we're going to have some change in the in Secretary of State. Plus the fact that the lack of uh, ambassadorships being filled in, and you know, you know, uh, the uh, staff. Some is, uh, some of that is uh, Congress, but he he was widely known as somebody who was not a team player. And by the way, you know who else is widely known as not being a team player? 
that Mnuchin over there at Treasury, loaded up with a bunch of leftists. Are you aware of that, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that was also concerning, and that's part of the education I got from your programming, sir. All right, David, we thank you for your call in Wisconsin. Let us go to uh, Stacy, Inglewood, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go right ahead. Hi, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. You are my man on radio. You're my favorite. So wise. Thank um, you. Uh, when you said Ace in the Hole, like you didn't even say his name, I was started to yell at the radio. <gasps> John Bolton, John Bolton. Um, I've been a huge fan of his since. I was in law school, and he was at the U.N. during the Bush administration, and I started listening to him, and just um, I, I got to know him, and I got to go to an event where he was there. He's so brilliant. He's so knowledgeable. He's so decent. The exact opposite of how the... And he the, happens to be right. That's the point. That is the point, and he's courageous, and even though he's decent and, like, gentlemanly, they, they, the media doesn't know. He is a quiet tiger, and... Trump would, if what you say, if McMaster or whoever is going to be replaced, well, I I'm only, I'm not, I don't know that he is firsthand. I'm just seeing these reports. I'm praying because um, when Tillerson was up, it was like Tillerson and Bolton for a state, uh, Secretary of State. I was like praying. I'm like Bolton, Bolton, come on. Come All on. right, Stacy, I appreciate it. Thank you. Got it. Uh, Jeffrey, Santa Barbara, California, AM eight seventy. The answer. Go. Hey, Mark. I was just curious. Um, I don't understand your opposition to this federal judge who's following the law against somebody who is indicted for 31 federal crimes. Which which law is he following, sir? Um, I believe there are 31 indictments against No, no, pal, don't, don't play games. The audience is smart. You're not going to outsmart us. Which law was the judge following, I asked you? If this man was an illegal... Which law was the judge following, Jeffrey? It, uh, actually, it's Jeffy, but... Um, I don't care. Jeffy? The hell names their kid Jeffy? All right, Jeffy. Which law you said the judge was following the law? And I've asked you three times. Which law was he following? Of, uh, You're an idiot. Get off the phone. Wasn't following any law. It's up to him. It's in his discretion. Hey, uh, Judgey. Judge is following the law. He's got 31 charges against I don't care if you have 31,000 charges against you. He may be found guilty. He may not. Since when in our country is a charge enough? It's really quite appalling listening to these liberals call. They're tyrants, the liberals. They're tyrants. Believe in civil liberties. Unless you're a mass murderer. Unless you're a terrorist. They don't believe in civil liberties. What a bunch of quacks. Let's continue, shall we? Patricia, Wild Rose, Wisconsin, the great. What, where are you listening to us? Hi, it's what? WSAU out of Washington. That's right. WSAU, that's right. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Yeah, I'm calling about a couple things. First of all, um, Hillary's most recent comments about women um, saying how women didn't vote. Only Do you agree with me that she's mentally deranged? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's very insulting, and I am I'm personally insulted. I mean, I think for myself, nobody told me who to vote for. The women around me, I can't tell them anything. And the idea that women who voted against her are doing it because their husbands or their boyfriends or their fathers tell them who to vote for seems to me that she's the one that has problems with women. All right, we have one minute. Go right ahead, Patricia. Okay, I also want to congratulate you on your... 
Life, Liberty, and Levin show and your, your interview with Benjamin Netanyahu, it was outstanding. Thank Absolutely you. fantastic. Well, you're very, very kind. And this coming Sunday, we're going to spend the entire hour, listen to this, discussing the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States, and Churchill with one of the great intellects in this regard, Dr. Larry Arn, the president of Hillsdale College. So I hope you'll watch. We'll be right back. Lovin. Are you hiring? Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online and just praying for the right people to see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way. So they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. These invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive, so you never miss a great match. Now, the right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. And right now, you, my listeners, can try ZipRecruiter absolutely free. Free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N, ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. The smartest way to hire, that ZipRecruiter. Now, next hour at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have a gentleman on the program whom I admire enormously. And he's asked to be on the program. And his name is Andrew Pollack. And you might recall that I noticed him early on after that horrific slaughter on Valentine's in Florida. And so Mr. Pollock will be on the program at the bottom of the next hour. That's he's scheduled to be. And it will be an enormous honor for me to speak to him. And it will not be the easiest interview I've ever done, I can tell you that. And I want to allow him to speak. And I'm not going to be pushing any agendas. He lost his beautiful 14-year-old daughter. And to recall, when he spoke up and he spoke to the president and the individuals at the White House, his beautiful 14-year-old daughter on the third floor of that school was murdered. And she was shot nine times. I don't know how you get through it as a father or as a mother. I don't know. But he'll be on at the bottom of the next hour. We'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Vladimir Putin's at it again. 
Oh, yes, he's killing people. He's killing people. The old KGP lieutenant colonel, he's a nasty man. From the Sun in Britain. Russia has threatened to ban British reporters from its country. If its state broadcaster, Russian TV, loses its British license as the row over the Salisbury spy poison attack intensifies. It comes after Britain's media regulator said Russia today... Wait a minute. Who's that fat slob that used to be on radio and has worked for Russian TV? Do you remember that guy's name? Yeah, they used to be on MSNBC. What the hell is that fool's name? Easy to forget. And, of course, Larry King worked for Russian TV, didn't he? There's Russian collusion with our media. Anyway, somebody will think of it. So, uh, Maria Zakharova, a spokeswoman for Russia's foreign ministry, was quoted by the state-run RIA news agency as saying that a single British media outlet will work in our country if they shut down Russia TV. It's unclear whether the threat to ban British media will extend to World Cup coverage on television, radio, and newspapers. Meanwhile, in a blunt warning to Prime Minister Theresa May's government, Sakharova also said nobody should threaten a nuclear power alluding to Russia. Prime Minister May has said Moscow may have been behind the poisoning of Sergei Skripal and his daughter Yulia in the English city of Salisbury. It's in a very nice city, by the way. At least it used to be. Ed Schultz, that's right. And has said it is ready to take tough action against Moscow. Now, what took place here? Well, they've tried to kill several people. Also, many British citizens have become very, very ill as a result. So what's happened is Putin is ordering hits, assassinations of individuals in these other countries. Now, this has happened in Britain before. I mean, in the United States, some guy died of a heart attack, yeah, but they probably was hit with a baseball bat. Now, what I am sad to remind you about is we've had Republicans and pseudo-conservatives in our own country who thought that Putin was pretty cool. They thought Putin was pretty cool. Remember the code pink Republicans I used to talk about? We need a leader like Putin. No, actually, we don't need a leader like Putin. It's not the sort of thing we do. All right, I've waited this long, so let me do it for you. So Rex Tillerson responded to the president today and his firing. And I have to say, we talked here. He sounds almost like a broken man or a man who's ready to break, break up emotionally. And here in part is what he said. Cut one, go. I received a call today from the President of the United States at a little afternoon time from Air Force One. And I've also spoken to White House Chief of Staff Kelly to ensure we have clarity as to the days ahead. What is most important is to ensure an orderly and smooth transition during a time that the country continues to face significant policy and national security challenges. He sounds very upset to me, doesn't he, to you, Rich? He's barely holding it together, I think. Okay, and I understand that. Go ahead. 
As such, effective at the end of the day, I'm delegating all responsibilities of the Office of the Secretary to Deputy Secretary of State Sullivan. My commission as Secretary of State will terminate at midnight, March the 31st. And I'm sure this is very hard for him. But honestly, if he couldn't work with the administration in terms of advancing policies, if he was going sideways, particularly on big issues like Iran and so forth, he should have stepped down himself. He shouldn't wait it to the point where the president had to oust him, quite frankly. Cut two, go. To my foreign service officers and civil service colleagues, we all took the same oath of office. Whether you're a career, employee, or political appointee, we are all bound by that common commitment to support and defend the Constitution, to bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and to faithfully discharge the duties of our office. As a State Department, we are bound together by that oath. We remain steadfast here in Washington and at post across the world, many of whom are in danger-pay situations without their families. The world needs selfless leaders like these, ready to work with long-standing allies, new emerging partners and allies, who now many are struggling as democracies, and in some cases are dealing with human tragedy, crisis of natural disasters, literally crawling themselves out of those circumstances. He sounds very upset to me. Again, as you can imagine. Go ahead. In other areas, while progress has been made, much work remains. In Syria, we did achieve important ceasefires and stabilizations, which we know has saved thousands of lives. There's more to be done in Syria, particularly with respect to achieving the peace, as well as stabilizing Iraq and seeing a healthy government installed, and more broadly in the entire global campaign to defeat ISIS. Nothing is possible without allies and and partners, though. Much work remains to establish a clear view of the nature of our future relationship with China. How shall we deal with one another over the next 50 years and ensure a period of prosperity for all of our peoples, free of conflict between two very powerful nations? And much work remains to respond to the troubling behavior and actions on the part of the Russian government. Russia must assess carefully as to how its actions are in the best interest of the Russian people and of the world more broadly. Continuing on their current trajectory is likely to lead to greater isolation on their part, a situation which is not in anyone's interest. Anyway, I'm not going to play any more. It's obviously a sad event in his life and his family's life. I've never understood this appointment. I've never understood it. It was pushed by Condoleezza Rice, James Baker, that whole crowd, Henry Kissinger, I have never understood this appointment, ever. And I think the president now realizes that Tillerson, at least when it came to the Iran deal, as well as other aspects of his desired foreign policy, was organizing and scheming behind his back. And, you know, uh, for the media in this country... They like that. They like that. That's why they like John McCain. Poor John McCain. You know, he's very, very sick. He's fighting for his life. 
but he puts out a statement trashing the current deputy director of the, F, uh, of the uh, CIA, who the president is going to nominate to head the CIA. That is very sad that he, that he does such things, but again, the media love it. There's no reason to defend Tillerson. Not particularly good at what he was doing. And he wasn't advancing the president's agenda. The president's agenda is not unconstitutional. It's not crazy. It's not radical. His foreign policy has been absolutely superb. His foreign policy has been absolutely superb. His instincts, for the most part, are very, very good when it comes to... Uh, to dealing with these other countries. All right, I'll be right back. Lovin. Michael, I'm taking all the disagreeables. San Francisco, the great KSFO. Go right ahead, sir. Hello, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Um, you expressed some confusion about why Rex, Rex Tillerson was appointed. It's actually very simple. Uh, he is, as you know, the former longtime CEO of ExxonMobil. Uh, he is also very, very known as Vladimir Putin's closest American friend. Uh, the large, the reason for that being Russia has about a trillion dollars worth of Arctic uh, oil resources that they want to exploit. Sir, with let me ask, let me, whose district do you live in there? finish. Uh, no, I'm not going to let you finish. Why would I let you finish with your nutcase conspiracy theory that he was chosen because of his ties to Russia and Russian collusion? Now, answer my question before I make you skedaddle. I asked you whose district, who's your congressperson? My congressperson, the uh, soon-to-be Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, okay. So in other words, you're just an ideologue who calls a show to spew your stupidity. Not an ideologue at all. I'm just someone. Well, of course you're an ideologue. You're a leftist. I respect you in some ways. So I don't care if you respect me or not in some ways. The bottom line is you're saying Tillerson was chosen because of this conspiracy stuff you guys got going. Honestly, I think it's sick. I think it's absolutely sick. But the fact is that the story about Donald Trump and Russia. If he wanted somebody who was susceptible. Uh, to Putin's entreaties, if he wanted somebody who was known uh, to uh, to advance Putin's cause, he would have picked Hillary Clinton to be a Secretary of State. No, that's not true. No, no, yes, yes, it is true, because she gave 20% of control over our uranium to Putin. Or maybe he would have picked Susan Rice to be the Secretary of State, since she uh, refused to confront the Russians who were interfering in our, in our election. What do you think about that, sir? What do I think about the fact that the Russians interfere with our election? I think it's terrifying. I wish is I'd... there a problem with liberals? Do they have wax in their ears? What is the problem? Let me try the question again, because you're coming across to 8 million people as an ignoramus. My question to you is this. If Donald Trump wanted to appoint a Secretary of State who was a sellout to Putin, he would have appointed Hillary Clinton or Susan Rice. Wouldn't he have done that, given what Hillary Clinton gave to Putin, given that Susan Rice obstructed efforts to stop Putin from interfering in our election? Go ahead. Let me tell the 8 million people who are listening to us to go Google Vladimir Putin's... Ah, get off the phone, you moron. Notice he can't answer a question. Can't answer a question. 
What's happened to liberalism? It's gotten dumber and dumber. <laughs> okay. Don, South Florida, the great WBOB. Well, WBOB isn't in South Florida. No, no, no. I work in South Florida. I'm driving up home. Oh, okay. How are you? Come down and visit sometime, man. I'd love to have you. Hey, so here's the deal. Wait a minute. When's dinner? I'll come right over. Anyway, go right ahead. We'll work that out. Hey, so here's the deal. Tillerson was, what, 28 years at Exxon, and he was CEO of one of the largest corporations, most profitable corporations in the world. On the surface, it made sense. Even to me, it kind of made sense. I've worked in the in the oil and gas industry very briefly, and you know these guys are international businessmen. They're politically connected. They have to be to do the work that they do. So on the surface, you know, when you ask how did that happen, it kind of sort of made sense on the surface. Okay, so I, I'll give I'll give uh, President Trump a pass on you know that appointment. He was given advice by. I like Condi Rice, okay? I like some of the folks that you were talking about. It's not a matter of like. You know, I'm not taking them to dinner. I'm not buying them a Christmas gift. Condi Rice is of of a completely different school when it comes to uh, foreign policy. Well, I, I am too, and guess what? Tillerson was used to being the guy in charge. He was used okay, to calling the shots and being the quarterback. But, so? but my point is, if Trump told him to go sweep the parking lot and to put it into a corner, he damn sure should have done that. If he told him to go out to Putin and tell him, hey, we're going to take $50 billion of your assets for you know, putting nerve agents you know, in Syria against our Marines. Or, well, it turns or, out he was working behind Trump's back on this Iran deal, and he was more representing the position of the Europeans than he was the American position. That's exactly right, and he was dead wrong, and he should have been sacked for it, just like it was. I agree. And you could tell in his voice he's not used to getting thumped. No, he was very upset. And by the way, I don't like seeing him be upset, but it is what it is. All right, Don, good call. Thank you. Dallas in Macedonia, Ohio, Sirius Satellite. How are you, sir? I'm just fine, Mark. Always a privilege to talk to you. I'm glad you're on my side. Thank you. Um, the reason I'm calling, uh, it's a little off subject. I know you're talking about uh, Rex Tillerson, but I did police work up in Michigan, and I've been a prison chaplain. I've talked to people that have uh, committed a bombing on another individual. So I went to a school board meeting. My grandson, who I love dearly, I go in there twice a month just to sit in his class. But I did a risk assessment. As a former police officer, someone who's had training, some high-level stuff, I walked through there. It took me about 15 minutes to do that. So I went to the school board meeting, and I said, I understand you already had a risk assessment. Can I give you mine? And they said, certainly. I said, in my opinion, that's a... Uh, uh, active shooter or more than one comes in, you've got less than two minutes. They could do horrendous damage. And uh, and I brought that up after they spent 45 minutes talking about what their budget is. And I'm just saying this so your listeners can be aware of something. Take a look at what your school board has budgeted for a new gymnasium floor, for a new track field, whatever it is. But they had almost zero budget. The only defense that they put into that building was something donated. So I asked him this question. I said, I have a daughter that travels the country. She works out of teacher's college, been in numerous schools. And after the Parkland shooting, she was in Columbus, Ohio, and over the uh, loudspeaker it said, all teachers, please, may we have your attention. Very direct, very stern. Uh, uh, I don't know the exact wording. But my daughter was scared to death, and so was the teacher with her, because they honestly expected they had an active shooter in the building. So I asked her, and then I asked the school board, if all your little um, defense mechanisms, if they're not fail-safe, 
and that shooter is in the building. And I asked my own daughter, I said, April, if you're huddled in the corner in your protocols to try to quiet 25 crying children, what in the world would you do if he's coming through that door? My daughter almost burst into tears. So I looked at this meeting, you know, the board of directors and the, the supervisor, and I said, what is wrong with giving, and I'll take my daughter for an example, giving her the option of carrying a concealed weapon. I'm not expecting her to go out and do a swap maneuver out in the hallway. Right. But if it's the last resort, we, we got to finish up. Go ahead. Children. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the bottom line is, after 45 minutes of the budget meeting, they used the phrase, "We're, we're taking a band-aid approach to our building budget budgetary problems." And then I left that meeting, and here's my takeaway. And I and I encourage your listeners, sir. You got 15 seconds. Make make sure they're not taking a band-aid approach to protecting your children. No, I agree. Thank you for your call. Absolutely. And from day one, it's obvious to me, just as a father and a grandfather, I want that school protected. All this gun control baloney is just that. I want my kids' school protected. You protect the airports, you protect the airplanes with marshals, I'm all for it. You protect sporting events, although not well enough in many cases, I'm all for it. You protect the Capitol building and members of Congress, fine. I'm all for it. The most vulnerable people are these children. We force them to go into these schools, into these buildings. They're all collected there. These mass murderers know, for the most part, that there's really no way to defend them. And that is a decision that school boards make, politicians make, is not to protect those schools. They can call it whatever they want. I'll be right back. Levin, a proud conservative. No ifs, ands, or buts. Call in at 877-381-3811. You know, here's some big news from PM Capital. They know that when it comes to retirement, most of uh, we want to make sure we have the means to travel and see more of this great country. And uh, that's why for a very limited time, I want you to listen to this. This is a big deal. PM Capital is giving away an exclusive $2,500 travel savings card with all gold and silver purchases over $5,000. So if you buy gold and or silver from PM Capital over $5,000 worth, they will give you a $2,500 travel savings card for free. Now, you heard me correctly. You'll receive a free $2,500 travel savings card when you purchase over $5,000 worth of gold or silver from PM Capital. Not only will you have the solid investment of precious metals, not only will you be on your way to diversifying like I do, you'll be on your way to receiving substantial savings on hotel stays across the country. They can't do this forever. Call PM Capital right now to place your order. Give them a call. 1-877-382-2503. 1-877-382-2503. It's a hard number, so write it down. 877-382-2503. Now, I want to strongly encourage you that if you've been thinking about diversifying and purchasing some gold and or silver, 
Please do so now. PM Capital is a top company that I trust. Now, so with all gold and silver purchases over $5,000, you get an exclusive $2,500 travel savings card. So you'll have a solid investment plus that free card. Call PM Capital right now and place your order. one 382 2503 Or... You can visit mytravelcard.gold. That's mytravelcard.gold. Mytravelcard.gold. Again, one eight seven seven three eight two two five zero three. I don't think we've ever had an offer like this from anybody. So this is a big, big deal. Please check it out now. We're all familiar with the mass murder that took place in. Um, Broward County, Florida, and the 17 beautiful people who were slaughtered. And most of us on this program are familiar, not personally, but generally with Andrew Pollack. And have been extremely impressed with this gentleman. And I don't know how he does it. And his beautiful young daughter, Meadow, was gunned down. Mr. Pollock, I want to welcome you to the program, sir. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me tonight. I am uh, I'm really kind of speechless. Um, tell yeah, the American tough, people what you tough. want to tell them. Go right ahead. Sure. It's tough talking to a dead kid's father. You know, uh, not just you, everybody. There's nothing really you could say. Nothing is uh, going to make it feel better, you know. That's just what it is. So it's hard for anyone to I tell you. That's why I'm on this pill. That's why I'm on this crusade right now. Because you, no one can understand the pain that I'm going through right now. And you, and that that intro you gave me, that's what I, fires me up. My my mm-hmm. kid that got murdered, that fires me up. That gives me. I channel all that, Mark, and I do what I have to do every day to make everybody's kids safer. So they don't have to go through what what I'm doing, or any of these families that are going through it. Can I so, can I call uh, you Andrew? Yeah. Is that okay? Whatever, it's okay, Mark. Uh, Andrew, Andy, they doesn't matter. Let me let me ask you something, Andy. Sure, buddy. Tell us about your daughter, Meadow. Can you do that? Sure. She was uh she was my baby. Fuck you. Sorry about that. She was my baby, and uh, I loved her, you know. She has two older brothers who loved her dearly, just like I did. We have a big family. We're from Long Island. We get together every holiday, every birthday. I have a brother or sister. They have. We had ten. Uh, my mother had ten grandchildren. And she was, she, was the, she was the baby out of all the grandchildren. She was gorgeous. She was beautiful. Inside and out. She was graduating high school uh, this year, and she was enrolled in Lynn University. She had admirations of becoming a lawyer. Mm-hmm. She was very uh, humble, my daughter. I, I raised my kids to be respectful and humble of others. And a lot of kids approached me that I had to my house. We had like a vigil, and just kids coming to, to the shiver at my house told me a lot of stories about Meadow, how when 
they moved to town. Uh, Meadow was the first one to come over and introduce them to everybody and smile. Uh, she had a boyfriend for the last four years. His name was Brandon that I love that he's going through. Well, he's going through this too. It, it, it's a horrible thing for, for anyone, you know, all the families and, and, and everybody, the siblings, the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, the, the community, we're all, we're all mourning. Andy, let, let me ask you this. Sure. And I want to promote your crusade, too, and we will do that. Let me, yeah, let me well, ask you we'll this. we'll get to it unless you've got a time frame. You tell me. No, I'm, I, I've got, I'm happy I, I to want, be home right now. I want you to tell me how you first heard about this. Well, I was actually with Mark. It was Valentine's Day. So I went on a picnic and a bike ride with my wife that I love. And we went, I usually am around town. This day I went and traveled about an hour away to Sharks Valley. It's in the Everglades. So it's, it was nuts. I was on, uh, I was on, a, it's a 15 mile loop with a bike. I was like on the seven mile loop into the trip. And my son texted me that there was a shooting at the school. Not a massacre. He said a shooting. So I'm like, oh, what happened? Like a, something with a, someone, a, a policeman or something. Yeah, I'm not thinking a massacre. I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's one kid or something with a police officer. So then my phone started blowing up and I started pedaling faster. And I had to get back. I went to my truck. I started racing back, going through lights around traffic. And my wife happens to be an ER physician. In, in the area. So rather than go to the school where you couldn't get to, we decided to search the, we knew which hospitals are the trauma hospitals in the area where they would be sending victims. So we went to the hospital where they were sending the victims. And I had my, uh, what, what was crazy, on the way to the hospital, I see an ambulance. So I get behind the ambulance and I'm driving through the lights, there's about six police cars, like you would see, like a, uh, like at a funeral. They're stopping the lights. A uh, they're going through the lights and they keep going. So I follow the police cars right behind, right to the hospital. So they take a victim out, and later I would find out that victim was the shooter. So I was like, I was like 50 feet from this. I call him 18, 1958, Mark. That's his. Uh, criminal number in prison. I, that's mm -hmm. the only way I could uh, identify him by, because uh, any other words I wouldn't be able to say on the radio. So it's mm -hmm. 18, 1958. He was in the ambulance that I followed to the hospital. And then I, my wife proceeded to search room by room, looking for my daughter, because no one could hear from her all day. And now I, I, you know, back then I was praying she wasn't there at the hospital. And now I, when I think about it, I, I, I I would have been glad that if she was at the hospital. So that night went on till then they had, I went home. I, first I went, they had me, cra everyone had me crazy that night going back and forth. I finally went home and then they, everybody met at this hotel that was near the school. But I just, I knew that my daughter was gone at that point And I just went home. Uh, we all got, the family got together at my brother's house. And I just waited there six hours or seven, eight hours till the detective showed up at three in the morning. I didn't want to tell my uh, family, but I, I knew in my heart that my daughter was gone. Mm. 
And it, it's just, I can't even explain it to you. It's like, it's unexplainable. The mm-hmm. pain and the anger that I have that, I'm, like right now, I'm unstoppable, Mark. You mm-hmm. see me today, I can't even tell you I was all over the state today. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking to school boards, sheriffs, news people. I just, uh, I'm on a mission. I got the heart of a lion, I tell everybody. Right now, I just, I'm unstoppable uh, getting getting this awareness out because it's very important to me that no one else has to do this again. Let Uh, me ask you something, Andy. What what can we do to help you on your crusade? What what what, you what? Well, first, my experience in Tallahassee. I don't know. You guys are in New York, right? I'm not, but others are. Okay, so whoever we it was very historic. What, what, what went on in Florida this past week, we got that safety bill passed. So a lot of people in, in the co- other parts of the country, maybe they don't know. Mm-hmm. So I worked very diligently with the governor and lawmakers to get this bill passed. And it was very historic. It's never really been done before. Mm-hmm. So we, the governor put this bill together. I went up to Tallahassee, and I actually worked with politicians, which I never did before. So that was uh, an experience in itself. I'm using, you know, most of them were good, but a lot of them have, uh, there's like empty suits. There's no yeah, right. soul. And some, none of these, some of these people have no soul. Mm-hmm. But we got this bill passed, Mark, and, and, and it's going to make Florida schools safe. And it was very important. So, so let me ask you this. You have a website now? Yeah, right now I've, I got a couple of things going on. I got. Tell uh, us. Well, I need the strength in numbers when it comes to legislation. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on legislation that I could present to every other governor in the country. So I've need and, you're, need and your goal, Andy, is, is to protect these classrooms and protect these schools. You're not getting into these ideological battles, as I understand. Well, I don't it. deal with that. You know, I, I can't even. Someone says the gun control word to me, I, I, I just I hit the off switch because that's, mm-hmm. that's not productive. When someone starts talking about gun control, it, it just takes away from what I'm focused on, and that's schools. Their agenda is different. My agenda is, I think, what all the American people want, and they want their kids safe when they get dropped off in the school. Exactly. There's been 200 school shootings, Mark, in this country. Mm-hmm. After every school shooting, the media polarizes gun control. Mm-hmm. Everything is gun control. You turned it on. Even this, after this time, when they murdered my kid, they started doing the same thing. I have to take a break. I want to carry over. And when we come back, I want you to tell the nation and everybody who's listening to this program, sitting on their edge of their seat, listening to you. We want to know you have a site, what it is you're doing, what you want us to do before I go off the air. Okay? I feel like I'm talking too much. No, you're not talking too much. You're talking. You're doing superbly. And I want to thank you. Just don't hang up. We'll be right back. Do you wish those sagging, droopy eyelids would just go away and those bags and puffiness keep getting worse day after day, right? Now's the perfect time to take advantage of the crazy spring clearance sale going on for a limited time at Chaminade. Call or click right now, and you can get the brand-new Genesaw Eyelid Lift absolutely free. Here's Cindy from Flagstaff, Arizona. 
Dear Chaminet, your eyelid product is great. It really works. It worked on me the first time and every time after. And don't forget, guys, it works for men and women, too. And right now, this breakthrough eyelid treatment is yours free when you order Genesel for bags and puffiness. Plus, you'll get the Genesel immediate effects for results in 12 hours. So go to Genesel.com or give us a call, 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. Order today and get the Genesel Collagen Builder and Deep Firming Serum, two bestsellers for free. And during this spring clearance, express free shipping is also available. That's right. It's free. That's right. Five free gifts. 800-SKIN-604, 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 or Genesel.com. Andrew Pollack, the father of beautiful Meadow Pollock, who was murdered just a few weeks ago. Andrew, what is your website? RememberMeadow.com RememberMeadow.com And we're putting it up on my social sites right now. Thanks. And I want to encourage people to go. You don't need to thank me, Andy, for anything. Uh, As a matter of fact, I would like to meet you privately one day. Can I do that? Sure. I'm in Florida. All right. Don't don't, don't give me too much information. Mr. Producer will get the information. So uh, how is your wife doing? Oh, my, uh, she's my ex-wife, and yeah. she lives, we lived close to each other because we, we wanted our kids to make it easy on our kids. We live within right. five minutes of each other, and she's having a rough time, Mark. She's, uh, she went and visited her friend up in New York for a week, and now she's home, and, and it's rough because I got sons that are caring, and they're putting the weight, you know, they, they care immensely about their mom, so they got, it's, it's everybody, everybody's affected. You know, your mom's hurting if you're, uh, you're hurting. So everybody's hurting and it's my, one of my big concerns is, uh, is my kid's mom. She's having a bad time. But Andy, we're gonna uh, help. Whatever we have to do, we're gonna do. This, uh, it can't explain, uh, losing a child. It's, no. Especially, you know, it's just horrible. So, my, my last I, three weeks of my life, yeah. you can understand, my kid gets murdered. And it's just been a world that's just, I can't even explain what's been going on since then. I've been to the White House twice. I met with President Trump. I've been to, to I've been with the governor numerous times. I've been to the governor's mansion. We got this bill passed that was very uh, important for the whole country, what it meant to me. What it meant to get this, getting the bill passed meant more than anything. I. To me, meeting the president or anyone else, it meant nothing to me because mm-hmm. my kid was murdered. I'm not, I'm not meeting him on, a, on something that's a happy occasion. I'm not on a trip. I went right. there on a mission. You know, I was there on a mission. I wasn't there to take pictures when I went to the White House. Mm-hmm. I was there to have a, a man-to-man with the president and talk to him about what happened. And, and I did, and he listened. And he's going to act, the president. Like, I could tell you I know 100% that I know that school safety is going to be a big priority of his administration moving forward. So I want you I, to know, I, I, I know a few people okay. who whose kids knew your daughter. Knew my daughter. Knew your daughter, and they all say she was an angel. She was. Uh, she was incredible. Uh, she's and she was person. precious. Yep. 
she was something special. And I hear I'm getting the prayers that are coming in from around the world. I think it's empowering me more to, to do what I have to do to make sure this doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. So this bill I got passed was, I want to tell you, just I want to get it out. I, it was very important because by passing that bill, now it shows that Florida, we had the capacity to come together as bipartisan. The Republicans and the Democrats came together, and they just mm-hmm. focused on school safety. So that was pretty big. So now I have this bill, Mark, and I'm going to I'm gonna draft it. I'm going to modify it. I'll tell you what, Andy. The, the music means I have to go. Here's what I want you to do. Put it on your website. Can you do that when you're ready? On there. Everything's on there. They can reach me. Everyone can reach out to me. You, you want to get a hold of me, you get a hold of me. It's RememberMeadow.com. RememberMeadow, M-E-A-D-O-W.com. We're going to be back with you soon, Andy. You take care of yourself. God bless you and your family.